It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Ed Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. We have special guest, Troy Halliburton, for today. We're going to do a mid-season review and uh, talking about the Wizards a little bit before the trade deadline. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. Today we have special guest Troy Halliburton, Washington Wizards beat writer, former Lockdown Wizards podcast host as well. How you feeling today, man? I'm doing all right, Ed and Brandon, man. Look, it, it, it's a it's a weird place to be as a Wizards fan right now. So it's like they're winning games sometimes, but we don't want them to win games. We're trying to figure out which direction the franchise is headed in. But you know what? I, I like to see Kyle Kuzma coming out there and, and giving the DC people what they want. Definitely, yeah. It's yeah, we're in a purgatory type of situation right now. But the win, the win did feel good. What was your thoughts about the game last night against the Bulls? Uh, Kuzma's clutch game winner. Uh, what was your takeaways and who stood out to you in, in the game last night? Well, I mean, I, obviously, I think that you, when you look at Denny Avdi and he had 20 rebounds, like that, we, we got to talk about that. And the fact that, like, Denny, like, he has a, a specialty and he has a role as a player in, in the NBA as a defensive stopper. And really, like, I think we're all just waiting for his offensive game to kind of come around and at the end of the day I don't think that Denny's ever going to be a guy that um, NBA teams are going to call plays for but he's showing that he has uh, secondary playmaking skills and the requisite size to go out there and you know play defense against Zach Levine and also you know muscle down on the boards so you know I I love the fact that uh, uh, Corey Kisper is kind of getting into a groove you know, we got to really start looking at his home and away splits because every time he plays at home, you know, he knows how to hit shots. He plays on the road. He forgets how to play basketball. And then Rui, I think, you know, I, he he came out hot, um, you know, after his, at, right after his injury. But then he kind of cooled down a little bit. But I thought yesterday he gave a, a steady dose of exactly what the Wizards needed. Um, just, you know, there were plenty of times. I love that one play where Kuzma uh, signaled to Rui and told him, get on the block gave him the ball, and, and let him go to work. So really, I think when, when you look at the Wizards right now with Bradley Bill being out, it, it's just all about evaluating the, the first-round draft picks, the young core. 
Definitely, yeah. Denny with 20 rebounds is career high. He was so close to the double-double. I was hoping he would get it, but 20 boards is insane. Uh, he had a Dennis Rodman type of stat line. Kuz stepped in the, in the clutch, and uh, Gil, career high, man. He was an unsung hero in that game last night, especially his defense against Vucevic. Todd Gibson had a timely steal. Um, the Wizards, they looked a lot better than what they did when they played against the Pelicans and the Thunder, so uh, it was a huge back bounce-back game for the team, too, and then uh, another question I have real quick is um, for our mid-season review, what's your biggest surprise this season? It could be a player or anything on the team regarding the team, and what's your biggest disappointment so far? Well, my biggest surprise is Jordan Goodwin. You know, this is a guy who came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, he was on, he was in the G League last year, and, you know, they had two-way contracts. He, you know, they gave Jordan Shackle uh, some run last year. And we didn't really see a lot of uh, Jordan Goodwin. And he really came out there and showed that, you know, he's an NBA player. So whether he gets that contract with the Wizards, I know I've already seen reporting that, you know, they, they plan on, on giving him a regular NBA contract. They're from, from the Wizards. He's going to get it from somebody else because he belongs in this league. And then my biggest disappointment, I mean, it's got to be the fact that Johnny Davis has only scored 11 points on the entire season. The number 10 uh, overall draft pick has pretty much not contributed at all to this team this season. And I think that's just kind of an, an indictment of, of of the chaos that's going on with the Wizards right now. Yeah, there's many ways you could go with disappointments. I mean, I agree with you with Jordan Goodwin for him to, you know, be undrafted, coming up from the G League, the way he's worked his way up um, to start a couple games. The, the He's been one of the better defenders on the team. He can shoot. He had back-to-back threes last night. So, um, he's had a heck of a season this year and disappointments. Uh, I'll probably go with Will Barton um, and then the injuries. I mean, you, you could kind of go with both Nuggets guys, but Monte has picked it up as of late. He had a really good game last night in the third quarter. Um, but just Will Barton, you know, him collecting DMPs. I thought he was going to be a, a big piece. Um, there were times where I thought he was going to start this year um, before the season started. So, um, you know, he, he's been somewhat of a disappointment. And like I said, just the injuries with Brad. Brad's been in and out of the lineup. He's supposed to be coming back pretty soon from the reports today. Um, so that's where I'm at. And then um, Tyrese Halliburton said on a podcast that he thought he was coming to the Wizards. So that that's somewhat of a disappointment this week from what I learned. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Tyrese Halliburton, it was definitely like a kind of a bummer as far as news. And, I mean, that's something that I, I had heard, like, literally – when the draft, when the pick was coming, I thought it was going to be Tyrese Halliburton. I'm just like him. Like, it, it, it literally at the last moment, I think this is where you look at uh, luck, how much luck is involved in uh, franchises' uh, uh, trajectory. And the Wizards were just unlucky, the fact that Denny fell in the draft. Because, you know, that it's Tom, like Tommy Shepard just couldn't help himself. So once Denny, if Denny would have got drafted before, we would have taken Tyrese Halliburton and we'd have our all-star point guard and our trajectory would look completely different. So, you know, I, I mean, Denny, it, it sucks to, to talk about that after Denny is coming off of, you know, his best game as a wizard. But, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is literally, he's literally averaging 20 and 10. Like, like you, can't, you can't replace that. You can't recreate that. And, you know, Monty Morris, like, I, I like Monty. I think that Wizards fans are really down on him. He's given us exactly what he's been over the course of his career. You know, he's just a steady, uh, high assist to turnover ratio, you know, shooting uh, high percentage. Really, he, he really brings the ball up the court and gives it off and really is not too much involved as far as uh, play calling and, and shot making when, when it comes to this Wizards offense. So, but I'm with you, though, Ed, on, on, on Will Barton, though. 
Will Barton, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, it seems like he kind of lost his juice. And, you know, that was a guy who I thought would be a trade asset heading into the trade deadline. But now I think he's looking more like a buyout candidate. Yeah, definitely 100%. Uh, we're going to get to some questions from Brandon next. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them for fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your on your job qualifications all on one platform. Uh, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. It helps you find better candidates very easily using LinkedIn. There's one click apply, which makes it easy to apply as well. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Apply. So, let's talk about Kyle Kuzma a little bit. Now, as you know, uh, Kyle Kuzma coming over in the Russell Westbrook trade with um, Trez and KCP. Now, you do see a different player. You know, when, when he was in L.A., he was kind of a support guy, and then LeBron showed up, and, you know, he was kind of in the shadow. You know, he wasn't a complete player, you know. But come over in D.C., he's really turned into a complete player. Now, with him going into the offseason and with him having the option of a player option, it's kind of, you know, it's a lot of questions. On one hand, you know, he's from, you know, there's, there's sources where that say that he likes D.C., but on the other hand, you know, he kind of has eyes on a bigger market. You know, he, you know, he's in the fashion. You know, he, he's always been connected to, you know, celebrities and whatnot. So what do you see? Well, if you look at the crystal ball of Tommy Shepard, do you see them re-signing him in the offseason? Do you or do you see them trying to get him at peak value at the deadline? Well, I mean, I think the decision is really not that difficult. I think that Tommy has to go to Kyle and ask him what he wants to do. And at the end of the day, I think that. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma has already let the world know what his intentions are for this summer. He says, I'm declining his, he's declining his player option. He's hitting the open market for unrestricted free agency. And so you look at a guy who's averaging 20 points a game and is only making $13 million. This is a guy who wants to get paid. And so I think that, you know, if the Wizards want to pay him, I think that he, like, he'll be more than welcome to stay. He likes it here in D.C. He likes going out in D.C. Uh, his, his girlfriend, she likes – uh, you know, DC, like, you know, she, she's a, she's a fashion model. And so it's easy for her to get up to New York and fly to Paris and, you know, all those things. Like, I think that DC is a great place for him. 
And really, it only comes down to if the Wizards want to pay him. And so when, you, when you're Tommy Shepard, you have to evaluate, okay, do you want to pay Bradley Bill, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma, both all three upwards of $25 million plus, and still be fighting for a play-in? At the end of the day, you have to be evaluating the team. And Kyle Kuzma might be a luxury that the Wizards simply can't afford at this point. And so, you know, I, I like I like Kuzma. I like him a lot. But we I mean we can't afford to be paying him $25 million and, and still be the 10 seed, you know, competing on, on, on that level. And and so I think that when you're really looking at it, that Kyle Kuzma to me is one of the most valuable trade assets coming into this trade deadline. And so it's either if they can make some type of an agreement with him and they can and get him locked in on a contract, then I think that, you know, like let, let's let's let it ride. But if he's, you know, balking in any sense, I think they have to look at seeing about what type of assets they can bring in from him. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. You know, if you look at his roster, if you look at his franchise, even if you go out here and you pay Kyle Kuzma 20 to 25 million, being second fiddle to Bradley Bill, does that necessarily push you into the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference? I don't think so. And that's and that, that's where I'm at with it is that, all right, he's a fan favorite, and I'm a big fan of his game. You know, when he was in L.A., I couldn't stand him. But when he came to D.C., he really developed into a complete player. You see leadership. You know, he, he's just like more complete NBA player than he was in L.A. But, you know, he's looking to get paid. He's, he's trying to get that bag. And I think the question for me is, by paying him 20 to 25 mil, are you making is the team better? Is the team really ready to make that leap into the the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference? And I don't think so. And that's why I think I, you have to move him at peak value because I think you can get one, maybe two first round picks for him. And the same thing with KP. You know, to me as a general, you know, if I was general manager, to me uncertainty is is an issue. I don't like waiting to the last minute. You know, I need to know uh, what is your plans. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? If you want to go, where do you want to go? You know, that, that's where I'm at. Is that I think you're completely correct. They need to be, you know, they need to talk to Kuz and even KP and, and ask him, hey, what, what is the plans? Because they're, they're sitting and waiting to the offseason to make moves. I just, it, it doesn't sit comfortable with me. You know, right now, because look, Bradley Bill, and you know, you can argue, you know, both sides, whether he was worth the Supermax or not, and that's a whole nother conversation. But think about it. His peak value was two, three years ago. And I think it was last offseason when uh, Golden State had the two picks and they had uh, Wiseman and Wiggins in a, in a, a couple uh, trade packages. I thought we should have sent him to Golden State. So I think we waited way too long getting kind of value, and we kind of sit on players. I think right now is the time where you, if you're serious about getting more first-round picks, because, you know, we're hurting a little bit, right now is the time to get peak value not only for Kyle Kuzma but for KP. And, you know, that's what I would roll with because we are in a gray area. You know, at our best, we are a playing team. And – me and E say all the time, you know, every NBA franchise, your goal at the end of the year should be holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy. If your goal at the end of the year is a playing spot, then you already failed. And I think we need to really start looking to getting this franchise in a direction to challenge for an NBA championship, not just a playoff spot. And, and, and the only way to do that is rebuild. And that's just where I'm at. I think right now is the time to move coups. But I'm, I'm going to throw another question at you. You know, we were talking about his L.A. days and how he, you know, he's kind of a unfinished product you know coming over and becoming a complete player in dc do you feel like this play style and where he's at right now is his ceiling or where do you see his ceiling and where do you see his floor as a player i think that um i think that he's somewhere close to his ceiling right now and i think he's already he's already shown a baseline level as far as a floor that he's a competent 
you know, 15-point a game at the very least, uh, you know, score. Um, I think when, when I look at Kyle Kuzma, I look at the modern NBA and how um, offensive players are able to take advantage of mismatches on the floor. When you look, you look at a guy who's like literally 6'9", 6'10", he can, you know, dribble the ball up the court. He can be the ball handler in the pick and roll. He can be the role player. He's a good spot-up shooter. Uh, this is a guy who plays defense. He can switch out onto perimeter defenders, and he can also uh, play down in the paint. Like, this is a guy who really has almost every skill set that you want from a player in the modern NBA. And so I think that he's really close to his ceiling right now. And and that's a guy, like, that, that has a, a tremendous value uh, when it comes to, like, today's current landscape. Like, this is a guy who can help a lot of NBA teams right now. And so that's why I think when like, I agree with you. His value is as high as it is. Like, we, we can't, like, let a situation come around like we had with Bill where you let a player play – uh, past his peak value, and now you it's not even optimal for you to make a trade. Like, I don't want to trade Bradley Bill for those two Lakers picks. Like, I need way more than that. So, you know, I think Kuzma, at this point, I think that there are going to be a lot of teams with the parity around the NBA landscape right now. I think that there's a couple teams who, who legitimately will look at Kyle Kuzma and say that he will help them win a championship. And so if the Wizards are able to take that and turn it into more assets, I think that is the best thing for them to do as a franchise. Yes, sir. I totally agree. But before I hand the mic back over to my dude, uh, t- today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Hit to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So he, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, where do you think the Wizards are at before the trade deadline? Do you think Tommy Shepard are they going to be buyers or sellers? And speaking of trade value, you know, there was a report that they tried to trade that Tommy wanted to trade Rui for Jay Crowder, but the Suns rejected that. Then there was a report from the Athletics said that that wasn't true. Um, out of the young guys, other that we know, KP has value, has trade value. Kuzma obviously has trade value. But between Rui, Kispert, and um, Denny, um, if they do try to acquire more talent, there's you know report that reportedly they're interested in Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly as well. Um, who do you think out of the youngest guys have the most trade value? Okay, well to answer your first question, I think that the Wizards are going to try to be buyers and sellers, which doesn't make any sense, but that's what they're going to try to do. Um, uh, I think that they're they're going to try to. Uh, they're going to set that what they're going to try. They're going to try to trade Kuzma and they're going to trade one of the young players and they're going to, they're going to sell it on uh, they They got assets for the future and, and they're going to rebuild, but they're also going to, they're, they're going to get a point guard. They get, they need another point guard in here. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say Rui is the one of the young group who probably would get traded just because 
I mean, he's the one who is facing um, restricted free agency coming up this summer. And so when you look at the fact that they, if, if, all right, Bill, KP, Kuzma, then there's definitely not enough money for Rui. Like if you're, if you're talking like that. And so, you know, I think that, um, I think that they believe more in Denny and Kisper, even though I think that Kisper has the most value right now, but I think that Rui, Rui definitely has some value. And I, I think that, you know, they, they, they're definitely in consideration of, they're in talks about, you know, trying to see what, what, you know, they can get for Rui at this point. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, with Rui coming up in, in a contract year, you know, it's just not a lot of Wizards that make it to a second contract year. Uh, I am happy that the Jay Crowder trade didn't go through. And then after that trade didn't go through, Rui just went on a tear. He played a lot better. So I think his value has gone up a little bit. Not much, but I think, you know, if you do trade him, you do want to get some value back rather than just, you know, second round pick or, or, or two second round picks. Um, Brandon, did you have anything? Yeah. I mean, looking at the young guys, man, you could say Rui would have the most trade value right now just because know, the trade went on. I, I think so, too. I, I, I know we talked about this last year, too. I, saying, I think, I think so, lot, too. There's a lot of people around the league are really sour on Rui. And I can kind of understand. And the thing that I always hear is the fact that, okay, he has one elite NBA skill. He's a good mid-range shooter. He doesn't do anything else proficient on the basketball court like he's not a good ball handler he's not a good passer he's really not a good rebounder for his position you know he's an okay positional defender i i I just think that he he without him having he doesn't do enough things to affect winning basketball without having the ball in his hands and to me I, i think that makes him probably the least valuable when you when you compare him to denny and kispert like, you know, Denny is, like, literally one of the best lockdown defenders in the NBA. And, yes, his offensive game is 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 lacking. But, you know, th- this is a guy who is is willing to make shots. And as he showed today, a lot of those Anthony Gill buckets were coming from, from Denny dump-offs. And I think that Kispert, you know, sometimes he's, he's streaky. He needs to figure out how he can shoot on the road. But when you look at his percentages, he's shooting 45, 40, like 80% from the, as far as his splits. On the season, and so that, that's a guy. He's a good cutter. He's a good positional defender. He's a good rebounder. Like for his for his position, I think you know that guy has a lot more traits that I think that NBA teams would be interested in. But I think Rui, me, really, we don't know how good Rui could be. He needs to play on a team with a point guard. You know, if, if they were to send him to Phoenix and he were to play with a guy like Chris Paul, Rui probably would average a little bit more points a game because he would get open shots a lot. So you know, I, I think that. I don't know. I, I I think that Rui is a he's a staple within the organization, and they've invested a lot with him outside of just basketball uh, reasoning. But you know, if they aren't able to, they they weren't able to get a contract extension with him. I think that he is a guy. I think he's most likely to get moved of the Wizards' young core. Yeah, I just think if you ask about consistency, because Denny, you just don't know what you're going to get offensively. You may get 10 points, 8 points. You're going to get a missed layup here. You know, he's going to struggle from the three. You know, there's games where, you know, when we played the Lakers, LeBron was just not going out there to guard Denny. Uh, but you know what you're going to get on the other side of the ball. Now, Rui, I think, consistent. you know you're going to get 10 points, but you know it's going to be tunnel vision. There's going to be DeLon Wright was upset that Rui didn't even look his way on one play. There was a clip of that out of Saul. I just think that um, you you know what you're going to get from Rui 
where Kisper, there's just inconsistency. And then he, you just don't know what you're going to get offensively. So when I when I watch Rui play, I just know what I'm going to get. So I, I understand where the way GMs may look at it, where Kispert's a guy where he can space the floor, he can shoot threes, he can cut, he's going to move. Um, but I just think consistent with consistency-wise, I know what I'm going to get from Rui. I just feel like Rui's career, it may be like a Kelly Oubre career where he leaves, he goes to another team where Oubre's having some really good – he's had a really good year with the Hornets. It may take two or three years. Where he, you know, Rui starts having some, and Rui had a thirty-point game the other day. He had thirty points, twenty-six. Um, I think he's a legitimate scorer. I think his best role in the league probably is being a six-man scorer, where he's just a straight-up bucket getter, and that, that's what he's been ever since he came back from. I can't remember the injury that he had, the injury that he had, the bone bruise when he came back from that. That's that's where he had his best stretch of arguably his career. His rookie year, he had a good year. The year with Russ, I thought he would play well. Like you said, he needed a point guard. I thought what Rusty played pretty well, where he dunked on Anthony Davis. I thought he had a good year that year as well. Um, but the injuries have held him back, the personal you know, reasons where he was out. So it, it has messed up the evaluation process and him being out. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the best ability is availability. And I think that, you know, that, that goes into when you're negotiating, you know, contract talks with people. Um, I, you know, I think that Rui, um, I think – I think that he's going to be disappointed when he hits the free agency market this summer. You know, I think that he might be expecting that he's going to get a certain number, whereas, you know, he might be a lot closer to that, you know, mid-level exception kind of value. I I, I can't see him making more than $10 million a year um, for his restricted free agency. But I think, you know, like Kelly Uber, I think that's a good comparison. And so that's also a guy who has been very inconsistent and who has bounced around the league. And, who has shown that, you know, overall, like, that he's not a winning basketball player. Like, it, let's, if, we're, if we're being completely honest. Like, you know, and I think that's a great comparison for those two guys. They, 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 they have a, a specific NBA skill set um, that, that looks good and is productive. I know what I'm going to get from him, just like you said. But I also know what I'm not going to get from him on a consistent basis every night. And I think that, you know, that kind of matters a lot, too. Well, I guess the way I look at it is – where how does the nba game as it is now value these guys you know looking back defensive wise 10 15 years ago being a defensive guy like a tony allen a bruce bone yeah that, there was peak value in that but now it, it is such a perimeter centric league and when looking at it to me if i'm ranking them as as far as who has the highest trade value it will go Rui, kisper and then denny because yeah i mean Rui, he's a three-level scorer you know, he can score all day mid-range. He's improved on his three-point shot. Defensively, he has improved, but he, and by no means is he ever going to be a 3 and D guy, ever. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But, I mean, if you look at Kispert, you know, he's got instincts that are NBA-ready. And that shows a lot about a lot of these college programs, the Gonzagas, the UNCs, the Duke, because I believe that Rui and uh, Kispert came in more NBA-ready than Denny. Now, Denny, look, his defense is can be elite level. But the shot, you know, I, I was very optimistic with him um, working out with Drew Hanlon this offseason because – you know, he's a, he's a consistent jump shot away. You know, I I do want to see a lot more aggression out of Denny. But, you know, the, with the overseas players, and there's nothing against the overseas players. You know, there was a stigma for a long time that a lot of the overseas players came over soft and, they, you know, they they weren't, didn't know how to play defense. And I think that you look at the Donchages and Jokic and, and that, that narrative is gone. But, you know, I, I believe that his the level of competition playing in FIBA didn't really set him up for success in the NBA because if you look at the FIBA games um, this offseason, man, you know, guys weren't in your face. They, they You had enough space to get the, the shot off. We're in the NBA. You know, you got to get have a quick release. 
And he has not conquered that quick release yet. So to me, out of the three, I'm not even gonna throw Johnny Davis in because that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but looking at Denny, I think he has more ways to go. Now, you know, really, he's gonna have more value because he can shoot that three. And now, I mean, when you got guys like Robinson in Miami getting paid, you know, the, the three-point shot is valued now. And that's why I believe that those two guys have more value because Kispert, when his, and, and just like E said, with Kispert, man, is, is consistency because when his shot's on, he's on. When he, he drives, he's got the IQ. You know, he just he, he's a polished, you know, not totally polished, but you see the high basketball IQ in him. So, yeah, I think just based on the, the current NBA game, Kispert, I think they're going to hold on to, but I, I agree with y'all, man. I think I do think that Rui might be gone by the deadline. Hey B, is is Rui a three level score? Like that's like let's let's try to evaluate that. Like you know, like like his 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 proficiency at the rim is not good at all. So he's really he's really not good in the paint. And then when you look at his three point shot, yes, his percentage is up because you know he he's very selective about when he takes shots. But he's let's look at the amount of attempts that he's having right now. Like like Rui, I think that he's a guy who he's open for a reason. And teams teams are giving him that shot, and he's been hitting it semi consistently. I wouldn't say uh, he's at like I, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm like I think he's around like 35, percent you know, and which is which is good, which is around like league league average. But he's only taking like you know uh, less than two three point attempts a game, and so I think that you know this is a guy like I I really I think that Rui just needs to get in the lab. He's got all the physical tools. And you know he's probably he might be a guy who goes to another team and 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 really breaks out. But as far as like his situation with the Wizards, you know I I I just I don't I don't think that they have enough money to pay him. I just you know and I think that because his contract is getting ready to come up, you know I think it's a game of musical chairs and he might be the odd man out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, really just. I think you're. I, I totally agree. I think he's going to be more successful somewhere else. I, I think Phoenix was a spot. Now, you know, I'm with everybody else, man. Jay Crowder, one on one. Nah, man, ain't happening. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> an unrestricted free agent. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like that. That yeah. that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I think that you know Tommy has proven he's not great at drafting, but he's proven to be very shrewd when it comes to you know making these trades around the margins. And so, you know, I think that he's got something up his sleeve. But, you know, back to what Ed was talking about earlier, like, are they going to be buyers or sellers? You know, I think that they're going to continue doing what they've been doing is trying to play the middle road. They're going to try to do both. And so I think that Wizards fans just need to, you know, kind of kind of grow to expect that. And, you know, just really pray that they get Wimpenyama in the draft lottery. That's that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Henderson. <laughs> exactly. um. look, hey, look, I go on tankathon.com <laughs> on a regular basis. I hit this sim. The, the the sim lottery man and, and my my percentage of wizards jumping up in the top four is high. So look, if they just keep doing what they're doing, I think that that is the the best outlook for this franchise. But they got to get some assets for some of these trade pieces they have right now. So right. you know, Kyle Kuzma, if they want to if they want to pay him, then pay him. But if he's if he's not committed one hundred percent, then I think that they have to trade him and try to and do something. So you know, we're we're going to see. Like I I think Tommy. Tommy's got something up his sleeve, but honestly, I think that he's feeling a little bit of pressure right now. Yeah, as he should, as he should. And I think, um, you know, it's a good conversation. You know, we all have different opinions on, you know, Rui, Corey, and, and Denny. Um, I, I like how Rui 
post up too. Like Derrick Jones Jr., he was he was putting him in the basket last night. I think he's playing stronger this year and really trying to body guys too. So I like his physicality the way he's played this year. But um, so it's 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 a good conversation about value and 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 you know, hopefully Johnny Davis, we can see some minutes from him next year. Isaiah Todd hasn't gotten any time. You know, he had to he was called up because you know Porzingis and Gaff are out. We haven't seen him really get any real minutes in the NBA yet. Um, but Brandon, did you have anything before we wrap it up? Ah, no, sir. Um, good conversation, man. Like you said, many different perspectives, man. But I think everybody has the same vision in mind for this team. We want a vision of where we're going. So, yeah, nah, Scoop, Scoop, I think Definitely, if they got all of Wizards Twitter has the same vision, but I don't think Ted Leonsis is on board. And so, you know, he's the kind of the only guy that matters when it comes to that. But, you know, I, I, I honestly think that. Man, when you look at the Wizards, how they're literally almost on the cusp of, uh, you know, being the worst team in the league, but they're also the same amount of games out from, you know, being the sixth seed and avoiding the play-in. So, you know, I, I think that they are going to believe. They're going to look at the standings, and, and they're going to think that they have a chance. And I'm telling you that a goal of Ted Leonsis is to get a playoff gate. So, you know, if they could get the play-in and, and make it to the playoffs, that that's what they're going to try to do. But uh, you know, I mean, I think Tommy Shepard, like he he's he he's got one more opportunity, honestly. And and if he's not able to to do something at this trade deadline, then I think that you know this 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 franchise probably will be looking in a new direction. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Agree. Yeah, we would, yeah, we would love to hear that. Yeah, I mean, we know Ted said he'll never ever tank, so <laughs> you know, we'll see. Yeah, and look, look, they never ever tank, but you know, what I mean, I mean, Tommy, he's taking not even on purpose. And they're the Wizards have a hundred and fifty million dollar payroll, and they're not even in the play-in right now. Like the the math is not mathing in this situation. Yeah. And they're dead last in attendance, from what I just saw as well. Yeah. Oh, hey, I will say, give them credit. They, the monumental sports, the holiday packages have been booming. They, 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 <laughs> there have been a lot of people at the games: the Philadelphia game, the Phoenix game, um, the New Orleans game. First of all, I don't know where all these uh, Waldies came from. There's a lot of New Orleans people. And uh, and Capital One Arena, I didn't even know they had that many fans. But <laughs> yeah, so they they are turning around from from that front. But you know, I, I think that they they really need to give the people of DC a product that we can all get behind. Mm, definitely, yeah, the giveaways have been good. The bobbleheads, I got a hat. Brandon got a hat from the Kuzma game. They gave us some bucket hats. They, I think they had a two for twenty five deal as well. You got Steph Curry coming to town on MLK Day, so they definitely can make some sales coming up for sure. But Troy, um, is there anything that you uh, want to promote before we wrap up that you got going on? Yeah, yeah, and I got, I got, I got my blog, a Wizards blog, to be named at a later date uh, on Substack. Um, I, I got, I got a blog post that's coming out tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be handing out report cards uh, for for the Wizards at the halfway point. And so, you know, some people, some people might want to be hiding these from their mom. Some, some of these report cards are not going up on the refrigerator. <laughs> a whole bunch of apps. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but Ed, Ed and Brent, I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. You guys are killing it as far as the uh, the Wizards audio coverage, man. Like I, you're my go to as far as listening to to Wizards podcasting. So uh, uh, hey, I'm glad to be here, and and man, I, look, man, we got to just keep going. We can't let this franchise keep us down, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. If you're a Wizards fan, you're a real. You are a real one. You are because there's, there's no bandwagon with Wizards fans for sure. We're we're all like we're 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 gluttons for misery. Like at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, I want to thank you for coming on. We want to thank you guys for listening and making your second listen. Uh, game to game for Locked On NBA. Every moment, every top performer, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the Locked On NBA podcast with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.